So, hello everybody and thank you for joining us again. So, as you know, today Molly is going to be your host. I'm only merely here for a few minutes and um, she's going to be talking to Jane Triton. Triton? Is that Triton. Triton. Jane Triton from um, Greenfinch. So, I'm going to hand over the screen to them now. They've got some amazing guests lined up for you. And um, I might pop up again a little bit later and have a little chat. But um, essentially, I'm going to be um, watching like the rest of you. So that's going to be a joy for me today. I'm actually going to get to enjoy the time and, yeah, watch it with the rest of you. So I'm going to turn my screen off and hand the screen over to Molly. Have a lovely time. Thanks, Leslie. Right. Get straight into it, I think. So, um. Jane, could you explain for those of us who don't know um, just a bit about you, a bit about Greenfinch, you know, what the motivation you had behind Greenfinch um, and what it is at the moment? Yes. Hello, everybody. Um, and yes, hello, Molly. So Greenfinch is, uh, well, first of all, it's located in the in the vibrant, buzzing village of Ticehurst. So we're in East Sussex, close to the Kent border, close to Tunbridge Wells. And uh, as I say, Ticehurst hmm, usually, and it will be soon again, hopefully, is a vibrant, buzzing village full of, uh, well, full of, we've got several local independent shops and cafes and pubs. Uh, so well worth a trip, a trip down to see us. And Greenfinch is, um, I think, best described as an emporium of local artwork and goods made in Sussex and Kent. So I only opened in October. So I'd only been open for a few months. And then of course we had we had the dreaded lockdown. And my vision was to have a shop full of these local goods from Sussex and Kent to support and to showcase their work. And, uh, and actually, it's funny because my background is event organising. So I, I did smile to myself on last week's talk with um, Gary and Leslie saying, oh, no boredom threshold, so you become an event organiser. Yes, that was me. So I've been organising events for about 20 years in various formats. Always had an interest and a passion in art, the arts world and the arts in general, actually, performing arts. So I had been running the Robertsbridge Arts Partnership for about nine years, bringing affordable arts, talks, theatre, um, art displays to the local area. So this opportunity came up, this shop became empty in Ticehurst. And as I say, I'd always wanted to shop. That was my vision. And so, you know, here we are reopened again just yesterday. And actually, I should say we are live from the shop. So we will have customers coming and going at some point, hopefully. Um, so that's that's what we that's what we do, and it was going really well actually up until lockdown, and kept the interest going on social media since then. So you know, had a say reopened yesterday, had a really busy day, lovely day. People just popping in to say hi, coming in to see what was new. Okay. Actually, sold one of your paintings yesterday, Molly. Did so, really? Yes, oh, I did. <laughs> I did. Yes. Oh, so I meant to text you this morning and didn't have time. So, um, so that's a brief bit about me, and and that's a little bit about about Greenfinch. That's fabulous because you've got such an eclectic range 
of things, haven't you? Because I remember when when it was first, you know, changing over from the architect to Greenfinch, yeah. people thought it'd be, you know, another gallery. Um, but you've got so many things. I think I've bought so many things from you, haven't I? There's Absolutely. And and again, that was, you know, very much my vision was to have a wide range of goods here. So we 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 have, you know, gorgeous cards. So people do mm. pop in just for a card. Uh, we have locally made soap from Stonegate, goat's milk soap for, you know, for five pounds, right the way through to, you know, some stunning artwork from local artists as well. So you're absolutely right. It's it's quite an eclectic mix, all carefully chosen, all beautiful goods. So from soap to cards to um, lampshades to ceramics mm. to jewellery, small a selection of, of books or with a local connection, locally made linen clothing, which is going really well, actually. Um, what else? Oh, we've got Claudia, Claudia Vigan's glass art in here, which also does really well. We have got uh, natural candles and bath and body products in here. We have got natural vegan perfume from Eden Perfume in Brighton. So yes, we have got a very wide range of, of eclectic, local, beautifully made goods. So hopefully something for everybody here. I'll say and, and everything works out. We'll be speaking to Claudia in a minute, won't we? We well, hopefully, hopefully will. We get hopefully will. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Tell, tell me a bit as well, because I didn't actually know you were an events organiser pre in a previous life um, until yesterday when we spoke. Um, but you do do events at Greenfinch, don't you? I remember Beanie McDonald's book launch, you did. Yes, we did. Absolutely, we did. And again, you know, when I saw the space, and it is a really lovely, beautiful shop, actually. I'm very lucky with the space that I've got. My vision was to hold book launches in here. So, yes, we did Beanie McDonald's local um, local lady who lives here in Ticehurst, her colouring book of happiness for children. We had that book launch here, which went really well. And I had just started holding Meet the Artist and Meet the Maker events in, in Greenfinch, um, again, before we had to stop. So we've had uh, Sally in from Floradora Designs with her personal cards so we did that for valentine's day and for mother's day so she would do you know create a personalized card and a personalized message while while people were in the shop um waiting so that went down really well we've yeah. had becky from float press in giving us a talk about her background her life her process her inspiration so people are always really interested to to find out more about the artists and makers and um who else have we had We've had Lucinda Bothwell in, a Ticehurst artist, again, chatting about her very interesting life. And uh, and it's always fascinating to hear how people end up doing what they're doing. Because for some people, it's not a straightforward journey for their art, their creativity. They could start off, you know, doing something completely different in life and come to it come to it later which is um which is it's always particularly lovely to see when people mm. finally realize what it is that they want to do and and can realize that creativity so um so yes we're, we're very much about holding events here and we will do those again as, as as soon as it's safe to do so but meanwhile i have been um i have been doing a virtual meet the artist meet the maker 
posts on Instagram and Facebook, and they have gone down really well. Actually, they've really sort of captured people's imagination, and and again, it's it's about showcasing and marketing the artists and makers while we're in in lockdown. Of course, yeah, because the the story behind the artist informs the work so so well, doesn't it? We were saying this about um, Yolanda's work. You know, I'm a huge fan. Yes, of Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think my whole house is full of them. Um, but knowing her and being able to speak to her makes the work almost glow. It's just such a lovely thing. Absolutely does. Absolutely right. It really brings it to life. And and it's just incredible what a wide range of talent there is out there and how very different, you know, one piece of ceramic artwork can be to the next. They're also individual. So, yeah, particularly lovely to hear. And, of course, Yolanda had spent, I think it was two, two and a half years in Japan, and she said that that has influenced her work, and you can you can almost see that coming through in her figurative work as well. So yes, I, I agree. It's it's um it does really bring the work to life. Just getting a little bit of background understanding and mm-hmm. and getting to know the artist and maker. And again, that's very much what you know what Greenfinch is all about. It is for people to come in and chat to us here about the work that they're they're interested in. Absolutely. I will say as well, if, if anybody um, who's watching would like to get in contact with you, you know, after this and maybe talk about putting some of their work in Greenfinch, talking to you about events, what's the best way for them to contact you? Is Email is always is always a good way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe attaching some images or website or, or something where I can see, see their work. So I am Jane, J-A-N-E, at greenfinchshop.co.uk. Or you can contact me through Instagram or through Facebook. We're at Greenfinch uh, Shop Ticehurst. Or actually pop in and see me. It's always best to check that I'm here because I'm not here every day. So it's best to check uh, that I am actually here. But people are very welcome to pop in and see me as well. And absolutely, I'm looking to change the work in here around every three to four months, as a gallery would do to keep the interest going, to give everybody a chance to showcase their work. So always looking for for interesting new work and interesting new suppliers from Sussex and Kent. Fabulous. Yeah. So so tell me as well, um, the, the name Greenfinch, where does that come from? <laughs> Do you know, Molly, I think that was almost the most difficult part of <laughs> opening up is the name. It's so tricky, isn't it? Because, you know, you have to think through all the connotations of the name that you choose. Mm -hmm. Could it mean something else? Has it already been taken by a similar business? And Greenfinch was one of the first first words that sprang to mind. And then, of course, the more you chat to people, the more confused you become because everybody's got an opinion about how it, what, you know, what a shop should be called or what they would call a shop. And I think, you know, can end up being almost too clever about about the name. And I just kept coming back to Greenfinch. You know, I wanted something um, natural. It's a fairly common bird that we can find, you know, in the local countryside. It's got that green in the title as well. I'm being as eco-friendly as I can be. So hence the supporting local artists and makers. So low carbon footprint goods coming in. Um, Most of the products I have in here 
in fact, all of them, the Bath and Body products and the candles are natural candles. They're eco-friendly. They are actually quite a few are vegan products as well. So it was thought that, you know, the green and green finch mm. worked really well as well. And I have to say, I'm really, I'm really pleased with the name. I'm, yeah. I, yes, it would be disastrous, wouldn't it, if you chose a name <laughs> and then, you know, six months later thought, oh, no. So, uh, yes, but it is. I think with anybody setting up a new business that the you think oh that that will be the easy part actually that was almost the most difficult part in choosing that name so here we are I'm very happy with Greenfinch. I think that I think it works really really well and I think everyone loves Thank it and you. the branding of it like you say so natural it's so local it's, it's so important yeah. Yeah. um what was I, I was going to say because we I know we've got a few guests coming on I wondered your opinion of obviously you say you've been in the arts, you know, your whole life. Um, what do you think are some vital qualities for makers and creatives? Or do you think there aren't any? Or what's your opinion? Ah, so, so it's a great question, actually. I think passion has to be mm. the number one quality. Uh, so passion. I hesitate about using the word drive I think maybe focus is a better word for it but definitely passion now I'm going to say self-belief with a smile on my face because so many amazing artists and makers that I meet and I have in Greenfinch are just so humble about their work and uh, really quite shy about promoting themselves and I'm saying but this is amazing. It's incredible work. You're so talented. So I think it's important to have that self-belief, really have that self-belief. But equally, I, I do understand when it's your work, it's a very personal thing, hmm. isn't it? When you're actually out there and showcasing your, your work to the world, it becomes very personal because it's your baby. Yeah. Are people going to like it? Are they not? So I think really passion focus drive believe in what you're doing mm -hmm. give it a go and actually this is where this this very strange lockdown period has been great for so many people because they've had the time to actually explore their creative side and and actually i've got um a new local supplier uh, green paper products who, with her wildflower cards who approached me a few weeks ago and you know she has a, a job out in the corporate world she's been furloughed she said this mm. is something I've always wanted to do I've had time to do it I've created these cards I've set up this little business what do you think and that's just so fabulous to see so I think oh, it's, yeah about making time as well and if you've always thought oh yeah I'd like to give that a go even if it's just on a very casual personal amateur basis just just go out there and give it a go I love that because I think almost the self-belief and the self-confidence can come later and that's what's so important really? about local galleries and emporiums and it's, it's the people that can then you know promote your work like you're doing so brilliantly on social media and that's yeah when the self-belief comes Hopefully. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that, that dreaded lockdown period. Um, what, what was Greenfinch doing in that time? What were you what were you working on? 
how did that work for you was it do you think it was a benefit for the business or do you think it was a hindrance or how was that yes that's another great question molly um, <laughs> it is an interesting question i think for the first few weeks like so many of the population so many of my friends i've spoken to so many of my suppliers and makers and artists i've spoken to the first few weeks i think we were all a little bit paralyzed actually mm. oh you know what does this mean it's very scary obviously it's incredibly worrying i think most of us know somebody who's had it yeah. so i think the first few weeks actually to be honest i didn't do very much i was oh gosh this is a new world what do i do i thought about thought long and hard actually about going online for greenfinch mm. and i decided not to because my vision for greenfinch was to you know open up as a welcoming comfortable casual space for people to feel comfortable coming into for that personal shopping experience to have a chat as i say to actually see the products and they are as i say from independent individual local um, artists and makers so i wanted them to come and actually see the physical product hmm. touch them not at the moment obviously <laughs> but to come and have that physical shopping experience chat to us in greenfinch about the artist and maker and i just felt that would be really difficult to rep you know to replicate on online so i didn't do the online thing a few weeks in i thought right come on let's get let's get doing something pull yourself together let's get out there and do something so that's when i had the idea of the virtual meet the artists and makers oh. on instagram and facebook facebook and that sort of galvanized me again to come back and and you know almost revisit what I got in here because I had been really busy from October to lockdown and oh. that has worked incredibly well and from those social media posts I have had a few sales so people contacting me directly like me paying, <laughs> yes absolutely paying by <laughs> bank transfer I have you know been out delivering again as you know Molly with, you know, <laughs> at a safe distance with my gloves with my mask so doing it in a very safe way so we've had a few sales and interest from that and the other thing that I've started doing is I've started giving the green fence windows, the display windows. And we have got a beautiful shop. Perhaps we'll have a little wander around shortly with two. Um, it's a double fronted shop with a door in the middle with two window, great windows for display. And I have started giving those to suppliers, guest suppliers for two weeks at a time. So we've had Bloomsbury revisited with their lampshades. We've had the makeshed uh, clothing from Goudhurst. We've, who else? Oh, we've had the truggery, lovely Sarah from the truggery with her trugs. And we've, uh, we've um, at the moment, we've got Tim Pryke's artwork mm -hmm. in there. And I've got several lined up now to have a two-week slot. And that has gone down really well, really captured people's imaginations. And and actually, I've reached a new audience through doing that in the village. So older people who are perhaps not on social media, don't check out the website, they have been, you know, saying to me, messaging me, and uh, I have been in here working dreaded accounts and admin, and the door's been mm -hmm. open when I have been in here, although the shop closed. Now, I didn't know that you sold lampshades, sold clothes, um, 
sold drugs. So that has been really interesting as well in, in reaching a new audience who are actually in the village. Brilliant. So after the initial few weeks of, oh, no, it's been it's been just a nicely busy last few weeks with with doing, as so I say, the social media stuff, the windows and uh, and then sort of obviously getting ready for for opening up again. So has it been a help or a hindrance? Hmm. I'm an optimist, Molly, so I'll always see the good in a situation. It's probably been a help for the shop in that it's given me time to pause, me time to think about different ways of, of marketing and reaching out to people. So I'm going to say it's been a help. It's been a situation totally out of our control. And I know, you know, it's affected a lot of people in, in some really dreadful ways. But actually for the shop, it's I'm going to go with it. It's, it's been, you know, it's been a, a positive thing. And here we are. And actually, it was so exciting yesterday to almost relaunch Greenfinch, albeit, albeit without the big party that we had in October. But uh, as soon as we can, we'll do that again. Fabulous. Oh, that's really, really nice, because it, it was definitely a time for reflection, wasn't it? Like you say, be that Absolutely. good or bad. Um, we've had a few people ask if we can see some of the items in the shop. I'm not sure what's better to do, whether to, you know, physically move your computer around or if it's better to bring some things on screen. Um, oh, I don't know what you'd rather do. What do we think? I'm aware of, I mean, we could try moving the laptop around, but if it's a little bit too swimmy, then we can. What do you think, Molly? What would you prefer me to do? Um, should, we, should we try it? And if it makes let's, people seasick, then we'll move try it. <laughs> Let's try it. Right, I'm unplugging and bear with us. <laughs> okay, so here we go. We'll start with the corner of the shop that you could just get a glimpse off behind me. And, and that's all the uh, we've got the jewellery there. So we have got oh, Alice Robson jewellery. She's incredibly local from Flimwell. We've got Julian Warrender from Lewis. Mm -hmm. We have got Summer House Designs, we've got Maisie Plum, we've got Sarah Packington mm -hmm. and actually there above that you can just get a little sneaky peek of Claudia Vegan's glass art there so hopefully she will be Happy. joining us at about half past one. We've got Lucinda Bothwell's artwork there above the mirror. Beautiful. We've got lovely float press scarves. I don't know if that's the right angle. You can see those on the table Oh, if you move there. it to a tiny bit down. There we are. That's it. Wow. So we've got her beautiful silk scarves there. We have got Sarah Rickard ceramic hairs, trugs from the truggery. Beautiful. More jewellery there from Linda Thompson. We've got a little bit of clothing there oh there's some artwork up there you might yes we have got uh katie brinsley ceramics there we've got edwards and todd ceramics i love those milk cartons they're fantastic aren't they great aren't they they're great so good. we've got nicola campbell artwork there on the wall Oh, I can see and the Bloomsbury lampshades. Um, lamp come to the Bloomsbury lampshades. Apologies, the light not might not be great there with the with the bright windows behind. Oh, they're beautiful. And we've got artwork in the browser there. 
and then we're coming round here. Got more of Claudia's stunning work at the top there. We have got natural aura sprays from Wild Planet products. Uh, we've got their candles and uh, room diffusers as well. They go, they sell really well. They're very popular mm. products. I Just bet. coming round here, doing it slowly so we don't make mm -hmm. anybody feel sick. We've got some cards there. More local artwork, local ceramics. This is the lovely Sandra. We're going to chat to her in a minute, actually. She's a local artist printmaker and is helping me out on a Wednesday. We've got Michael Stokoe artwork at the back there. Going to come round here. Wow, that one's beautiful, isn't it? Stunning, isn't it? That's Kew Gardens, two girls in Kew Gardens. That's the Eden perfume and more natural bath and body products there. Now I'm moving over here. We've got Jane Beecham's artwork there. I'm going to move down here closer to a beautiful bowl. Have I have that the right angle, Molly? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's stunning. Stunning bowl there, Paradise Pool. And this artwork has just come in from Dodher Ceramics. Mm. And they are COVID artworks. That's COVID cat there. I don't know if you can see. She's oh, got yeah. various words associated with the um with this COVID I see Zoom. cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the tile there, which I, I just love it. I think it's fabulous work. Inspired by Grace and Perry's art club is the COVID mm. cat. So moving along here to Mary Wright and Judith Rowe pottery. Oh, I love that piece. Fabulous. Is that the precious on the right? Yeah, she's gorgeous, isn't she? She's gorgeous, isn't she? That's from Cecilia Buchanan, sculptor. We've got some Tim Price. Tim. <laughs> Tim's work there that, of course, we absolutely love. We've got another. He, he, you can't get more local than Tim, can you? You, you? really He's can't. He's just down the road. We've got Ali Al Pottery. We have got your favourite. Yes. Yolanda Beer's artwork, ceramics there. We've got these incredible trees from Jill Bridgestock. That's uh, actually the um, bronze is stunning as well. That's another of Cecilia Buchanan's. And then moving up here, we've got a couple of pieces from Georgie Watson. And then we're just turning around. That is the door there. We've got lovely customers in the shop as well now. I'm just going to move it around this way. This is some garden sculpture from Cranbrook Iron. Coming back around this way, there's uh, clothing there from the makeshed in Goudhurst. Oh, and actually, I'm just going to take you a little bit closer to these bags up here, mm. which are, I love these. They're from a, a Kent-based company called Elvis and Cress, and they are all made from rescued material, mostly decommissioned 
fire hoses that would otherwise be destined for landfill. And they make these extraordinary goods from, from decommissioned fire hoses and also offcuts from Burberry leather that would otherwise be be going to landfill. So I just love love that company. They are That's incredible. Yes, they they really are really interesting company. We've got their purses, wallets, cufflinks as well. So is each one a unique then all of their bags if they're made from the offcuts? They they will all differ slightly. Yes. I mean they follow the oh. same design for, you know, each bag, but each one will be just slightly different. Absolutely. A little bit of homeware there, some cushions. Fabulous hairs from the make shed. I think Leslie would like those cushions. I can see them in her house. <laughs> <Do yourself. laughs> right, Leslie, if you're there. <laughs> so background here, back to those fabulous lampshades from Bloomsbury Revisited. And then on the central table here, we've got our ceramics from Yolanda Beer, Edwards and Todd. Dodhurst Ceramics, Ali L Potts. Oh, Leslie said she likes the lampshades. So you've got to <laughs> give Jane a call, other Jane a call. <laughs> they are fabulous. And then it's another Tim Pryke at the top there. And then Lucinda Bothwell, Ticehurst Sky. And then that's Helen Barnard, Watercolour, Pathway into Knoll. And then a few bits on the table, again from Elvis and Cressy. We've got Alice Robson leather bags that she makes in her workshop, multi-talented as well as her fabulous jewellery. Samantha Hall designs, all eco-friendly, little cosmetics bags, other gloves, little bags there and aprons. And... Uh, Last bit here, a few bits there from Chalk UK Clothing. Stunning silk scarves, which actually I, I do need to hang up to see them properly from Linda Pocock. She's based in Tunbridge Wells. Scarves there from the Makeshed. And those gorgeous linen summer scarves from Josephine Doolin. She's based in Hastings. And here we are back, back at base. Back where we started. <laughs> and we've just yeah. had Claudia come up on screen. Oh, fantastic. Jane, hi, Claudia. Hi. Hello. Where, whereabouts are you, Claudia? I'm in my studio, actually. Um, fantastic. In the middle of the woods. So uh, you had some, that's what I had a, a bit of technical issues to start. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I'm in now. And uh, you got frozen as well. So it was good that I know what uh, Jane's lovely shop looks like. So I, I could actually visualize myself whilst uh, you were doing the tour. <laughs> so uh, yeah, thank you so much for, you know, inviting me, both of you to You're talk. Welcome. Um, I don't know if you want me just to say a few words uh, about um, about my work and what I do. Um, what I'm, I can do is um, I'll, um, I'll flip my camera and I'll do a little bit of a tour. You're on my, uh, you're on the my phone actually and uh, on my selfie stick. So uh, I'm going to flip the camera. Just bear with, bear with. It's easier uh, on the phone actually, isn't it? When you're yeah, wandering yeah. around a workshop or a shop. Yeah. So um, 
this is one of my kilns, it's quite big. Um, but um, basically, uh, I'm, so I'm a glass fusing artist uh, and I have um, been a glass artist actually for over 20 years, but I have been fusing glass for, for 15. Uh, I was a mosaicist uh, before and uh, people ended up calling me a masochist <laughs> because <laughs> such a, a time consuming uh, activity. And, um, and I discovered fused glass actually when I was 40 years old. Um, sorry, I've given my age now, but uh, and um, and I just fell in love with it and, and just started small, um, you know, doing jewelry and, and things like that. So um, I had I took like a, a stand at the um, national wedding show first and then I had a stand at um, a trade show in in, um, in London where uh, the buyer of the National Trust uh, actually was going around looking for more for new uh, sort of rangers and then they selected a, a range of my jewelry so that's how I sort of got started really and um, um, and then you know it's, it was just developing a step at a time uh, sort of buying you know I had that this was my first kill I'm going to show you this one here that was my wow. birthday present from my mom and dad um, and uh, and then I took uh, I was in Worcestershire at the time so I took um, a, um, a small sort of uh, workshop uh, studio and then it's you know it, it was just sort of a matter of developing little by little and um, I'm just going to show myself again because you will see that again too many times now but I will flip again in a bit uh, here I am so um, and really um, it I mean, it's funny because Jane was talking about passion and glass fusing is my passion. And it's also something that I discovered only when I was 40 years old, uh, because my background is uh, in, in um, I mean, I worked for the telecoms industry for 10 years and, uh, you know, I studied linguistics and, and philology and things like that. So nothing to do at all. Um, but I was always arty as a, as a child. Uh, and also I loved, uh, so I, I tried all sorts of things when, when I was little, uh, all sorts of crafts and, and drawing and things like that. And um, I don't know if you noticed when I, I did the tour a little bit, uh, I do a lot of trees and trees are one of my passions. So I actually, it, it's funny because it's, um, that passion started when I um, first visited England. Um, so I'm from Brussels myself. So um and I came to England to actually learn the language, uh, like on a, a sort of, um, a, you know, exchange um, student, young student exchange, because uh, I was 11 years old. And um, and I could see all these, you know, these dead, dead trees, you know, along the roads, mm. and I just fell in love with them. And that's when I started drawing trees. Um, and obviously now I do them on glass uh, and they, they, they have been really popular. So, um, so yeah, so and um so i've been in i was in worcestershire for quite a long time uh, for 10 years um sort of opening a studio closing it reopening another one uh, because life happens and you know i had all sorts of reasons why i had to put my business on hold for a while uh, and then but I, you know i had to reopen it and uh, and for personal reasons again uh, we moved uh, my husband and i to to tunbridge wales uh, three years ago uh, because he works in london and so i decided my daughter as well being at, at university in southampton i thought that's it you know we were all scattered around the country i thought right let's let's you know close the, that page close that chapter and, and move down uh, and and to be honest, three months after moving, I thought, 
I've got to start again. You know, everything was in storage, all my kilns and everything. And I thought, I've got it, I've got it. And, um, but obviously finding a studio space uh, is really tricky, especially for kilns, because uh, I need quite a big, a big space. So I've actually moved since uh, moving down three years ago. I've had four different studios. Um, so that's more than one a year, <laughs> more, than, more than one wow. move which is quite uh, crazy but it just shows you how how much i love this um and um so yeah so that's my little story and um glass fusing is just about just about, i mean it's 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 such a great um medium because it's just endless it gives you endless opportunities to try and and experiment and um it's I always compare it to to cooking and baking because the glass and I'm going to flip again. Uh, you have to stop me if I just go on and on too much like that. Uh, <laughs> so, <at> all. <laughs> so I'm going to show you the, the glass actually comes in uh, sheets. Uh, so there's a few sheets of glass here. They're, they're actually uh, part sheets. And uh, it's all about uh, basically cutting cutting and slicing so you see some of my tools here like uh, for cutting the glass and flipping, snapping the pieces and it's all about uh, building layers of the glass uh, and for example i mean this is a commission i'm working uh, making door panels for a door an entrance door actually in, in uh, tunbridge wells so it's all about building layers of glass and uh, that goes into a kiln like this one yeah, onto a shelf and basically which is like a, a big oven and uh but it just goes up to 800 degrees and that's where the um the glass uh layers start to melt and fuse together no, uh, yeah. sorry oh sorry i, I don't know what that was <laughs> i think it's just the shop busy yeah. in the but, shop so yeah. um and uh, and really you can do so many things i mean there's all sorts of accessories the glass is absolutely gorgeous to work with um and uh, and it's it's there's there's no end to what you can create so uh, so i absolutely love it and i think when i'm a hundred years old i'll still be making glass you know <laughs> so uh, yeah um, yes and it, and it was lovely because actually i think claudia you i think you came into me was it was it before christmas it was yep actually yes and uh, i was sort of reminiscing as well and uh, I th it was i think you just opened month ago. yes it was probably november exactly and i met um Anne Wagstaff, uh, dot her ceramics for the first time so we never met before and uh, we got together to uh, discuss some something to do with the southeast open studios uh, which obviously is only happening um, virtually now uh, so that was the first time we met and we just you know we sort of fell in love with each other uh, it was just amazing uh, as a meeting and meeting her and um and she mentioned you jane at the end uh, of our get together and um so i thought oh gosh yeah and she said so love such lovely things about you and i thought yeah you know i have to go and see jane so i emailed you and i came to see you and obviously we hit it off uh, straight away oh, um, and and the thing the thing with you jane is um you know you have a vision uh and i always i've you know i found that straight away when i'm when we met you have a vision uh you know what what is good what looks good in your shop um and but not only that you know you're, you're such a lovely person that 
you know, you, you just, you simply naturally, oh, sorry, my uh, battery's low. Uh, you naturally, ooh, I'm back. You naturally attract, um, you know, the right people, the right artists, the right makers, the right suppliers. And, you know, you've managed to create this sort of haven of gorgeousness. So I'm very... <laughs> oh, that's, isn't that so lovely? Thank you, Claudia. Thank you. And it's, you know, and as I say, it's an absolute joy to actually be working with and showcasing all the all the amazing uh, artists and makers that I have and actually Claudia's work sells really well in Greenfinch and and the trees that you have such a passion for and I do too I love trees they sell really well they're they're really they're fabulous they're gorgeous gorgeous pieces of glass art so so no, that's great. Thank you. And yes, no, it's great. It's so pleased you came and found me. And as I say, anybody else out there, local artists and makers from Sussex and Kent, if you think you have something that would fit in with Greenfinch, then then please do, please do reach out to me. Please do contact me. So it's difficult to find you all, particularly when typical artists and makers are not so good at, at promoting promoting themselves. So, you know, as I say, door is open the emails there so please do do reach out to me come and let's have a chat it, it can be i have to say it can be daunting you know for artists and makers to actually you know pick up the courage and and you know come you know contact you know of, often it's you know by email first just to you know because that's the easy easy bit isn't it yeah I mean, but to actually come through the door and, and meet with with the uh, you know with with a gallery or a shop owner, uh, it, it is quite daunting. But you know, it's once you've done it, and and especially if you start with Jane, then <laughs> <laughs> the and, yes. And actually, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Somebody can say no, and I do say no to some people if I just think it doesn't quite fit with Greenfinch or it's not quite right at the moment. Then you know, I. I sometimes I do say no but it's a it's a nice no but as you say that's the worst that can happen and you know just a few minutes wasted but um so no always worth reaching out to people and going and see seeing people but I do do appreciate it. it's it's tricky this is we were chatting before with Molly when it's your artwork your your creation it's your baby it's a personal thing but um but definitely worth getting out there and and finding other people in your area other shops other galleries who will do this sort of thing take local artwork take local goods go and see them go and chat to them like what's the worst that can happen <laughs> i always think i'm always convinced that you know there's obviously so many artists and so many many you know even artists doing the same you know working the same medium like obviously you know i'm not the only glass artist you know that's there's a lot of very talented you know, glass artists in the area um but i always believe there's there's one shop or one gallery at least for every artist you know, yes it's just a absolutely trying and, and and you'll find yeah yeah absolutely and keep going with that passion yeah yeah <laughs> yes oh thank you claudia thank you so much for joining us and it's so interesting to have a sneak peek in your studio because i haven't seen that either and it's just oh really interesting and of course claudia was due to be our next meet the maker back in in april so as soon as we can do that again might be next year we'll see how the autumn goes then we'll we'll have claudia in so 
watch out for that and uh, and come and actually meet Claudia. She's an absolute delight, always interesting. So thank, thank you, Claudia, for joining you. us today. <laughs> thank you, Claudia. Thanks. Ah. Bye. Bye. She yeah. is the definition of what you said a creative should be, isn't she? She's, she's so fabulous. Kind of, she's she? got such passion and, like you say, drive and focus. Yes. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really I know, I know, it's so lovely. And again, somebody who's, who's found that passion, mm. you know, later in her career, has done other things first. So it's, it's always interesting, always interesting. But I'd like you to uh, introduce you to Sandra Vanderely now. She's just, oh, she's just pottering about there behind the desk. <laughs> Sandra is uh, Ticehurst based as well, and she is an artist and printmaker, and so kindly coming to work in Greenfinch on a Wednesday. So Sandra will be here on a Wednesday if you'd like to pop in and say hello. And uh, I, well, I'll, I'll bring her over uh, over to uh, to say a few words about how she found her creative side and and actually went on to explore that. She, it sounds sorry. like you're busy over there with um, lots of people in the shop. There are a few people in the shop now, yeah. <laughs> Sandra, are you busy? Okay, I'm just going to bring Sandra over. So this is Sandra. Hello. Hello, Sandra. <laughs> Have a seat there. So Sandra and I were chatting earlier actually about how she started with her printmaking artwork. And um, I shall hand you over to explain about when you went to Brighton and what you did and what your passion is, Sandra. Certainly. I, um, I started at um, actually Brighton, but I was based in Hastings uh, as a mature student. Um, and went in and did the foundation course mm -hmm. and then worked my way up to a full degree um, and was one of the first students at um, Hastings to do, at the Hastings sort of campus to do um, a, a degree in art and design. Um, Lovely, yeah. And uh, yes, I specialised in printmaking, really, really enjoyed um, screen printing and also etching um, and um, developed a uh, an interest in abstracting, interestingly enough, sort of the lungs. I became very interested in how reflecting how lungs actually worked and reflecting that in the screen prints and in the monoprints that I did. Um, and, and then I moved on to looking at writing and combining that with printing as well. Um, but I have also been doing normal work as well to earn more money. <laughs> can we see some of your work in the shop? Yes, that's what I'm just thinking. Do you Fab, thank you. Grab a couple yeah. of pieces from the from the browser, and I'll... I'll I'll say as well to everyone watching. If you have any questions, and um, please do pop a question down in the ask a question bit, and we'll um we'll be watching them as they come through. Yes, absolutely. Please do. But again, you know, I think Sandra is a lovely example of somebody thinking, oh, I really want to do this, and actually just going and doing it at, at any point as a mature student. So moving out of the way again while we just see. Um, oh, lovely, wow. Favourite, uh, most recent works that I did. Um, as I say, I'm, I'm very interested in handwriting. I like mm. to enlarge handwriting, partly because it, it creates a sort of abstract shape. Um, and partly because 
it makes people look people are always looking and trying to understand art what does it say what does it do what does it mean and i think you know with writing in particular we're always trying to read it we're trying to understand what it says um and of course it says nothing it says sort of says something to me because i know whose handwriting it is and i know what part mm -hmm. of their letter that was written to me and what those words actually say and all these things have a very very personal significance to me but I love the way that people come in and they read my work in a completely different way the images that I had uh, created that were monuments that were somebody's lungs actually people looked at them and thought they were beautiful butterflies and uh, that's, uh, it, 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 I think that's always exciting isn't it to have your art interpreted in a different way oh absolutely absolutely and it that's the exciting thing about art, isn't it? That everybody will see something different yeah. in it. And oh my goodness, it doesn't get any more subjective, does it, than than art, artwork and what we all see in it. But um, yes, you've got you have got a gorgeous butterfly print there as well. Let's just have a, a look at the butterfly as well. This is extraordinary, beautiful work. Can I ask, is, is the writing that you use on the prints then, is that from sourced material that you find or is that from personal pieces? I did these at home, not in a studio. Um, and I used the, the gold leaf, which I had mm -hmm. to sort of trace out on the paper and, 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 and put onto the paper. And then I managed to, at home with a screen that I had created and exposed, in, I exposed it under a really, really bright um normal light bulb actually onto the screen mm. um and and then i was able to print the image of the butterfly over the top of the gold and actually i've got another one of these at home another couple oh. in different colors and i really really enjoy printing writing all over the top there's something also about something you have know, something beautiful and almost putting something quite i don't know just sort of cutting across the top of it something quite graphic and it and spoiling the, the beauty of the image i do quite enjoy that i'm not quite sure why that is <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i can see that it's that's really interesting really interesting and again it's just there are just so many so many ways in which you know artists can create and interpret and express themselves in their artwork it's just endlessly fascinating Definitely. so yeah thank you sandra thank you. gorgeous work thank you that's beautiful so much so much amazing talent yeah i was gonna say even from the shop <laughs> extraordinary and actually we've got our last guest who has just popped in as well we've got um local ticehurst artist tim Pryke whose work I absolutely adore. He's taken over our windows at the moment and we've got a lot of interest in, in his work. So I'm just going to introduce you to Tim. I shall ask him to take a seat in the hot chair. So here is Tim Pryke. Have a seat Hi, there. Hi, Tim. How are you? <laughs> so would you like to have a chat with Tim or shall I have a chat with Tim? How... How would you like to do oh, that? Hello, can you hear me with you? Have you got your headphones in still? Can you hear no, Molly? Hear. No. Okay, I shall. Jane, you I go shall ahead. do it then. That's a very good point. So, Tim, as I say, is a local Ticehurst artist and actually has. Have you grown up in the area, Tim? Have yeah, you always been. Ticehurst, most of my life, yeah. Been in the area? Yeah. Um, so, I think you, you grew up 
in Ticehurst. I grew up in Ticehurst and I've stayed in Ticehurst. So this yeah. is really where I live and belong. Yeah. So your your work, a lot of it is the typical gorgeous rolling Sussex landscape that we have around us. And I can see you go back and, and revisit that. So what yeah. is it about what is it about? Familiarity. I think it's just familiar and it's uh, reassuring to things that are um, that things don't change really. Just the landscape stays the same but everything else changes around us. So I'm slightly attracted to things like landscapes without buildings in and things that don't really change so oh that's really interesting yeah. actually and something that i hadn't really thought about and appreciated so i've learned something new there yeah. so yeah. but yes you're absolutely right they those scenes will not have changed for hundreds and hundreds of years yeah. and they don't have buildings in on the whole normally i just paint paintings where where it's just pure landscape yeah. Yes. Without too much human inter yes. interference or anything. Those pesky humans. Yeah. And and I think and I think you from what I see you're really interested and are just actually incredible at capturing the light yeah. in yeah. those scenes. So yeah. do you are you out there at different times of the day for different Yeah, no, normally uh in the morning and then afternoon and then the evening. There's sort of three different lights that right. sort of focus on. Yeah. Then yeah. we paint directly into the light, so the light sort of the shadows are either going across me or in front of me. Ah, so, okay. And that, I guess, creates a sort of illusion of space as well with the shadow. Obviously, during the day, it's in the light. It's um, there's no shadow at all. So yes. midday is not really good. Yes. Time for painting. Really. Yes, interesting because you do you capture those shadows and the depth. Um, yeah, so it's it it structure to the landscape, otherwise it's just black green and it's not very interesting. So it's yes, more that's dynamic, I guess, at the end of the day or the beginning of the day. What you do incredibly well. And what is your, you know, what's the difference between the seasons, say midsummer light to midwinter light? And is there a, do you have a preference? Uh, well, it's just, I guess, warm. Uh, the, the light in the summer is much warmer, it gives you a feeling of warmth. In the, sum, in the winter, it's quite cool. Yeah. Light. Um, yeah, there is warmth in the you know in the skies and things like that, which make, make it quite interesting. So really, you prefer yeah. that warmth in the summer. That's yeah, your that's ideal. I don't, don't think people like particularly like. Well, in my work, it's more summer-based. People like that warmth. I think. Yes. I mean, light. I mean, yeah. So I tend to sell more paintings of of that time of year. Yeah. High so summer. Interesting. This, so, time, this time of the year. This time of year is perfect yeah. for yeah. his paintings. Yeah. And, and also, you know, you've, you've captured some beautiful autumn colours as well yeah. with yeah. That, that just turning of the leaves. Yeah. And, but um, that's, yeah, that happens early on in the day as well. So obviously in the summer, the, the shadows are better, you know, after six to nine in the evening, where in the, in the winter you get the shadows at... You know, from two o'clock onwards, really. Okay. So it's yeah. Sort of, yeah. Different sort of time to paint. Oh, it is fascinating. Mm. And I think you spent some time traveling in India and yeah. Southeast Asia. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the light there must have been just so incredibly yes. different. Yes, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. And I, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it seems a long time ago now. But I, yeah. I hope that I sort of what I sort of saw out there, I brought back over here and, and sort of applied to 
the paintings I, I was making over here. Oh, interesting. Here. So in what way? What sort of well, just the warm, I guess the contrast of light is, is really interesting in Southeast Asia or whatever, or just the you know, intensity of light is, is different. But mm. I think that sort of caught my imagination and I was looking for that sort of light over here when I got back. So Ah, that is so interesting. So it it's is so vibrant light, you know, or just the contrast light you get in Southeast Asia and then then yeah, so you get that sort of light in the evenings or you know, when the sun's going down. Yeah, oh, that is fascinating. And actually, although we can't travel at the moment, but it just goes to show how, you know, different experiences, different travel experiences can influence somebody's work yes. in that way. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. chatting about Yolanda Beer, ceramicist, having spent time in Japan, and you can see that in her figurative work. And and then obviously with your time with that very different light in India, Southeast yeah. Asia, has influenced your yeah. work in that you're looking for that in these yeah, Sussex yeah. scenes that's yeah. really interesting yeah, yeah. oh yeah. brilliant well thank you Tim thank you for yeah. popping in Not and that's uh, Tim Crike and as I said, we have got windows full of his incredible work mm -hmm. as well as uh, artwork on the walls at the moment so um, that's uh, brilliant and I've learned something new as well so thank you so thank much you. Tim for popping in Thanks thank you Oh, that's brilliant. That's fantastic. Yeah, so interesting, isn't it, with that light and and again that influence and and again it you know as we were saying earlier, it's so individual people's mm. work, what influences them and what triggers something and that that search for that certain something. You know, in Tim's case, that light capturing that light, which he does so incredibly well with his artwork. So well worth a look. That's fantastic. Well, thank you for introducing us to all those artists. We're almost at an hour, almost. But I just wanted to ask my final question to you, unless anyone else has some more questions um, to pop in the box, was just what's the future for Greenfinch? I know it's difficult to plan anything at the moment, but what's your sort of plans for it? Is there any sort of evolving you want to do? Or? It is. It's to continue to build on what we have here. And you know, we have already got repeat customers coming mm -hmm. down from, you know, a, a good um, a good radius around us and actually again when when lockdown is is ended and people can come and stay locally and we've got the fabulous bell pub just a few, mm. few minutes walk away you know i'm getting quite a few people in from london actually and somebody contact, contacted me the other day about a piece of artwork they'd seen when they were here for the weekend a few months ago so you know that the reach is growing so it's continuing to build on that and also continuing to find new exciting local artists and makers from sussex and kent and bring them into greenfinch for you know for a three four months to, to showcase their work uh so just continue to build on, on 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 what we're doing really it's um it's exciting and it's great to be back we are back open we're open tuesday to saturday 10 till 5 so pop in and see us you'll you'll have a very warm welcome here in greenfinch well thank you i'm back Hello, <laughs> I'm back. I've been watching and absolutely fascinated to watch everything that's going on. There are quite a few questions that the audience have for you and for the people who've been on screen. So I don't know whether Molly, you want to ask them or you want me to ask them. Oh, well, let's quite have a look. Quite a few in the box. Uh, there. there was a question for Claudia there. 
Yes. And if she's still about. Yeah. <laughs> but it was about her, her, her motive since um, lockdown, if, it, if lockdown's inspired her any at all. Someone's asked to see my work, but we sort of showed that, didn't we? Very briefly. Um, we can see that again. Do you want to see that again? Yes, <laughs> I, yes I think that would be a very good idea, Jane. I, I Molly is one. being yes, very, very, very humble. So yes, I think... Well, <laughs> As so we we're, going, we're going to see as as artists are always very humble so they i think we're going to see, and it'd be are. interesting if claudia um i know claudia is still in the background um i'll bring her back on screen in a minute and we'll ask her her question so yeah there we are there's there's molly's work really beautiful colorful vibrant work Would you like to say a couple of words about that work, Molly? About being <laughs> very quiet. Um, so they, they, that was a sort of a, a launch I did, sort of into the. It was pretty much the new year, wasn't it? When I was doing um, previously, I'd been doing very sort of intricate um, black pen ink drawings with gold leaf, and then I suddenly realised the artwork that I choose, as you can see from behind me, is not black and white. I really, really enjoy colour. Um, and I'm a very colourful person, I think, in the, everything I choose and things I choose to wear. Um, and I, I just started creating them. And a lot of them were based on kind of um, uh, famous females during history, um, including it started off with all those sort of pagan dances I used to paint. Um, and it kind of erupted from there, I think. I think I think they're I think they're amazing. I do love the energy and the vibrancy in Molly's work. It's just awesome. So I just pulled Claudia up on screen again, so Claudia can answer the question herself because I always like to hear the answers from the art artist directly. So the question for Claudia was: Has lockdown inspired you to new motifs? Bear in mind, you said the tree motifs came about in your early part of your career. So has lockdown come and brought some new motifs? Um, thank you for, the, for this question. Um, it, funnily enough, and I, I know, you know, I have seen lots of artworks and, uh, you know, looking at uh, Anne Dodhurst Ceramics, um, COVID-inspired work, uh, which I, I find absolutely brilliant and, and quirky as well. Um, funnily for me, it ha I've had, no, it basically, it hasn't inspired me to create a new style or, or new type of artwork, but we're, what the lockdown has done for me is to really force me, obviously, because I'm I'm always like busy, 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 like nonstop. And I mean, like a lot of us, but it's sort of forced me to step down and calm down and then look, you know, look at my practice uh, more from a business point of view um, and uh, look at, you know, look back at all the, the years before and what I've been doing, what has worked, what hasn't worked as a more of a business model um and i know I'm, i know you know the, jane was talking about all oh, the the idea of uh, you know artists uh, having that drive or the focus um i've always wanted to make this work for me financially you know it's always been a dream for me to be able to you know come home and say you know here's my bit of money you know for the for the family or that I've, I've generated from my my work uh, and obviously having you know this sort of uh, setup here which i have to have i can't do this from home as you can imagine uh, costs a lot of money so i'm always sort of um i am always focused on you know being able to uh, to generate income um so i have had i have to have that bit of commercial hat on my head 
but uh, so that that's one thing uh, and i have i have to say I ha that it's been really helpful for me uh, because i have come to make to, you know make some decisions uh, that will sort of come to fruition soon uh, in the next few months and uh, also what this has allowed me is to really um uh, one uh, sort of tidy up my studio uh, for a start because it's always messy <laughs> and we've all done a lot of tidying up <laughs> but also try i've done a lot of research on uh, glass fusing techniques because there's so many different techniques uh, so i've really enjoyed that time you know on uh, on youtube and researching on online etc and trying things uh, and I've, I've loved that bit of time just for myself to try new techniques um, so obviously that will that will come in the future as well with with new styles and new work, but not necessarily COVID, you know, not no. in, not lockdown inspired as a theme. Uh, and no, then, that's and really interesting. I think it sounds like very much like you're you're saying the same as Jane that when you think about it, actually the opportunity to stop, breathe, reflect, restructure has actually been for some of us a massive relief. Yes. And, an, and a massive opportunity for us to just go, OK, I know for me, I've done very similar things to you. I've like done, OK, now I can get my admin sorted. So when we come out, I can be more efficient. And, you know, I think that that's been great for some of us and other of us have had different experiences. But um, from a business perspective, I don't see it has had a negative impact. On my I totally business. agree with you. Yeah. 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 It was an opportunity. Yeah. I've also yeah. actually set up an online shop, um, you know, which I'd meant to do for like months and months. Yeah. So, and I've finally done it, you know, so I can sort of tick a few things on the list. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, yeah. Uh, we did I'm, checklists. We did checklists a few weeks ago <laughs> and everyone was saying how amazing it is to have a checklist because it just gives you that dopamine rush of yes. I actually got up this morning and looked in my to-do book and I was like, oh, I've got nothing to do. <laughs> What am I going to do now? Oh, and I'm sure Chris, who who does our website, I'm sure if she was if she's listening, she's like, oh my god, that'll be another reinvention on the on the website. It's okay, Chris. I've still got a couple of um, I've still got two more courses to write, so it's okay. But all of that things that are normally on your to do list that are there that you keep you know crossing everything off, and there's three things that move all the time. Um, they're done. And uh, that's just such a massive weight off my shoulders. I've now just got to remember to take that with me into the future. <laughs> so thank you, Claudia. That's absolutely thank brilliant. Thank you so thank much you. for that. Um, and um, for Jane, there's a question here. Have you got some ideas of how to deliver the Meet the Artist event actually in the, in the shop while social distancing measures are still in place? Do you have any ideas for that? Because we have a lot of... Uh, business people um, who watch these and they like to hear, you know, and share ideas. With Absolutely. Everyone. Yes. I mean, obviously, it's difficult to have um, a physical meet the artist in the shop with lots of people in here as we would normally do that because of social distancing at the moment. So we're allowing a maximum of four customers into the shop at, at any one time. But of course, what we could do is is to get somebody in here, get an artist and maker in here, and we give them a corner at the front of the shop, a table, and actually, what we could do is a is a live um, is a live broadcast from the shop for a meet the maker. So thank you for whoever <laughs> had that question in. This is all of what it's all about. That was me. <laughs> oh, <that's> me. <laughs> 
What but actually, you're absolutely right. Idea. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Use this broadcasting platform mm. and actually have them in the shop. That's something that we're thinking of doing because we're planning to reopen the gallery at Valentine's um, on the 12th of July. Mm -hmm. And then the broadcast on the 15th of July, I plan to do live from the gallery. So it'll yeah. just be me and the other person in the gallery space. But we'll be broadcasting and taking questions like we are now. So exciting that this I, opportunity brings. Absolutely. I think that's a fantastic idea. I need some technical support in the shop if I'm going to do that. But I think that's a great uh, I, I'll idea. Do another, I'll do another uh, <laughs> rehearsal with you. So Jane, okay. Jane and I did a rehearsal yesterday <laughs> so that she was um, that we could go through. And she said, actually, we were better than what was it? Newsroom Southeast because we gave her uh, many more tips. Too. Absolutely. I was on the BBC News channel a couple of weeks ago ch uh, chatting to Simon McCoy about uh, small independent retailers opening up. And it was just, you know, I happened to see they needed somebody in the morning and I said, yep, I can do that. And um, and then, you know, I was on at 3.30 without any tips. So I was saying to Leslie earlier, hmm, had a few more tips than... <laughs> <laughs> We've learned so much with this broadcasting over yeah. the last like three and a half months. Yeah, I'm actually doing quite a lot of training for people who want to use the, the channel. So that's quite interesting. And I quite enjoy that. So that's a great yeah. idea. Definitely. Yeah, a bit, of training, yeah. a bit of training yeah. to, to yeah. use the channel. And yeah, let me know. Send me an email. Okay. My, my um, to-do list is quite empty. So I've got a That's bit of time. Dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. That. No, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm sure people will hear this now and go, oh, <laughs> could you do this? Um, and then we've got a lovely question from for Sandra about does she use solar etching? Because she was saying she uses light. Um, so her process, is it a solar etched process? Let me bring Sandra back on. Sandra, we've got a question for you. Here she is. Hold on a moment. We've oh, got okay. um, uh, uh, my husband's appeared in the shop as well. So if, <laughs> yeah, if husband could take the payment and wrap yes. the thing, that would be great. And we'll get Sandra back on. Yes. Oh, the joy of live events. I know, but that's the, that's what people love. I mean, this is so encouraging that you yeah. opened on Monday, that people are coming back into the shop, that it's been a positive experience. Hello, Sandra. Yes, absolutely. I'll, in the corner. I'll, I'll let her, I'll, I'll vacate the hot seat for Sandra. Okay, for her let's question. have Sandra back in. So we've got a few questions for you, Sandra, about your um, printing method. And what is your preferred printing method? Oh, can you... You're going to have to give Sandra, Jane, you're going to have to give Sandra your earphones. Oh, I am. Right. Otherwise, she cannot hear what I'm saying. Hold on a moment. <laughs> I don't know whether you're allowed to share earphones. Maybe just unplug them. We'll, we'll disinfect your ears after. Disinfect your ears afterwards. Right. Sorry. Here I am. Hello. Hi, Sandra. So... We had some questions for you about your preferred printing methods. What are your preferred printing methods? And do you use solar etching? Because you were saying about using light. Yes, actually, um, the image I showed you of the beetle, um, yes. the writing on top, that was a solar plate. They were both solar plates that I had used. Ah. Um, I think it's a really, really interesting process. It's fabulous, of course, because it's very immediate and people can do it easily at home and, and I think it is wonderful being able to expose solar plates out in the sun 
Um, and you can actually do the same with the screen printing as well. Um, with the photographic medium, if you paint it onto screens, you can actually expose that directly to sunlight and you get some, you know, faceted, uh, fascinating positive images um, just because you just don't know how bright the sun's going to be. So you can, it's, you just don't know what you're going to get, which is, I think, one of the things that people love about printing, that it's, you've just no idea what you're going to get. No, it's like magic, isn't it? So it is. I know when um, I've done some solar etching, so you buy the metal plates with the yes. with the, with the uh, light reactive um, material already on it. So it's a bit like a photograph. And then you yes. have to decide how long you're going to expose the negative on the positive to um, the light to get your your um, your plate. And then you print it. So you've got all these moments of excitement when you just don't know what's going to appear. I love that process. of the Definitely. Solar I think it's underutilised. Um, I was really thrilled when I saw that. I was like, I think that's solar etching. And I don't see many artists. We see so many artists, as you can imagine, and we don't see many of them using solar etching. So a lot I, of collagraph. I think possibly the problem is, because you've just said it's it's like a photograph. There's, with a with a normal etching, you're using a different type of skill. You're using acids um, and you're using copper plate or you're using zinc plate and you're having to use so many different techniques to actually get the effect that you do with the solar. And there is an element perhaps of feeling like you're cheating a little bit. I don't know. Um, do you think so? Well, I think it's... Yeah. I thought it was exciting because as a photographer, to take it from... Um, taking the picture putting it onto an acetate and then exposing that onto the plate and then doing them multiple times actually was more scary than I felt I don't know whether um whether Claudia is uh, uh, whether you've ever had a go at doing any etching or printing no I've had a go at uh, printing on glass uh using various print uh, printing techniques um and uh, yeah it's um I love it it's just the process, especially for screen printing on glass, is very long. Uh, there's a lot of steps, uh, stages. Um, so, you know, you, it's really for, you know, if you want to create a range where you're going to print a, the same thing again and again, uh, then it's worth investing the, you know, the materials and time, etc. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's really interesting uh, techniques. Yes, that... That, I think you just nailed it there, didn't you? It's like, you know, as you said, Sandra, that um, people sometimes feel that it's a bit of a cheat mm. because actually printmaking does feel like it's a, such a long process. But I, yeah. thought your, I thought your work was beautiful. Thank and you. And I want to come and have a look at it now. I'm inspired <laughs> to come to Greenfinch and have a look. So I'm going to hand you. back over to Molly. And if Molly's got any more questions before we finish up. No, I, I don't think so. I think that's all of the ones we've... We've done. Only just say thank you, everybody, and Jane, wherever she is. Jane's gone. Right. Like <laughs> we lost Jane. Busy no, soon. don't worry. Would we'll you we'll, like Jane? We'll email Jane. Okay. <laughs> um, no, that was fantastic. And Tim, of course. Yeah. That was really, really lovely. Yeah. Um, I've learned so much. It was actually quite yeah. a pleasure for me to sit and watch and listen to everyone and the different questions that came up for me when I'm not, you, you know, the interviewer. It was um, it was a pleasure. Thank you, my darling, for being my interviewer of choice today. <laughs> and I'm sure I will get Molly back to do some more interviews for me so that I can yeah, enjoy the experience myself. And uh, yeah, it was lovely to be on the other side. I've got a new appreciation of the experience of watching 
now and what people will be experiencing so no that was very useful for me and I, and I loved hearing your take on things oh and here she is oh I don't know whether this social distancing and changing of headphones is you're, you're both going to go and have to shower yourself in disinfectant we are we are and we are we, please disinfectant wipes we've got anti-back gel we have got everything yeah so. and when you're off screen I would like you to confirm that that's what you will be doing yeah absolutely <laughs> Good. In your ears as well. <laughs> yes, I'm going to spray Sandra down. If you could, hose her. That'd be great. So, yeah, because we don't want um, anyone thinking that we're not taking this seriously because we very much are. Oh, my and, goodness, absolutely um, we are. Yeah. And, um, and I, it was, uh, thank you so much for doing us the honour of allowing us to be in your shop today and experience that. And thank you, Claudia, as well, for allowing us to spend some time in your beautiful studio. Thanks. And um, I can't wait to um, come to the shop now and have a look. Yeah, and, so uh, yeah so thank you so much we have run over a little bit and we often do yeah. um but this will all be put up onto the pure website um in the next few hours by the lovely chris who does all of our website work and all of our design work for us so anyone who's been watching and wants to relook at it or have has some more questions then please go on and have a watch. It's on the watch page on the Pure Arts Group website. And as Jane said, please contact her by email and you can contact Claudia as well if you're interested in her work. I know you also exhibit at Chalk Gallery in Lewis, don't you? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, depending on what side of Sussex you live, if you're in the more west, go to Lewis. If you're in the east, go to Jane. And, uh, yeah, lovely ladies. Thank you so much. And thank you, Molly. <laughs> thanks for having me thank um, you all thank you it's been it's been great it's been fun i've loved it it's so been thank fun you. so and um drop me an email jane and we'll we'll set up some training <laughs> thank you leslie all right and thank i'm going to end the broadcast now for everyone so thank you all for being here and next week i have micah or freya von bulow coming from uh, amsterdam that is going to be a good time she's a paper artist and um, I've worked with her for years. She's worked at, done work at Glastonbury. She's now just completed her master's in Amsterdam. And she's going to talk to us about Pinterest. So that'll be interesting because I don't know anything about Pinterest. So, yeah. So see you all next week. And thank you again. And thank you, ladies. And goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.